People often don't realize that stupid simple is the way to go in most situations when it comes to writing topics. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee. Or your mimosa. We don't judge. And settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 12, all about how to make writing about your business, brand, and self suck less. After 11 episodes, we're finally going to start sprinkling in a few experts here and there to share their expertise, and we couldn't think of a better first guest. Sarah from Between the Lines Copywriting is a website and launch copywriter, and by the time you listen to this episode, also a course creator, but more on that later. We have personally worked with Sarah on our own copy for our business from our website to email welcome sequence to sales page copy, so we can vouch that she knows what she's doing. So on this episode, we are going to dive into all the reasons why you have such a hard time writing your own content and some simple strategies to make the entire process just a little bit easier. And yes, you can DIY your own copy and Sarah is going to show you exactly how to do so. So let's go ahead and dig in. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, We are so, I'm sure our audience knows all about you because you've already written our website. You've written, you've helped us write our email sequence. You've done so much. And yeah, we're, you're a genius. You're a copy genius that we kind of turn to whenever we need help. So we love it. You might have to make Duo a trio. Yeah. But based <laughs> yeah. on how much stuff yeah. that I've written for you, I know we were just yes. talking about how important it is to know a brand voice and your brand voice is definitely one that I've mastered. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you have. <laughs> and we love it. So in case anyone does not know any of this about you, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your business, what you do, who you serve. All right. So I'm a freelance copywriter specializing in website copy, but I also offer email marketing and blog strategy and all the things that go into having a great comprehensive view of what you need to sell your business or the words you need to sell. I should say. So I help business owners of all shapes or sizes. I always joke that my ideal client is anyone who's nice to me and can afford it. Um, (laughs) But in reality, I end up working primarily with women. I think that's just who my brand voice attracts. Um, And I help them connect with their ideal clients by writing copy that makes them sound knowledgeable and professional and trustworthy. So that's what I do. Awesome. So what would you say is the biggest reason that someone turns to you? So for example, what is something that they would be struggling with? Definitely the most common one is how to write about themselves. Everybody always complains to me. There's two things that they say. The number one thing they say is, oh, I tried, you know, I I did my own copy for a bit. It worked for a little, but it just wasn't getting me the results I needed. And then when I was thinking about like having to actually care about it, I couldn't do it. They're like, I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer, but this one just feels like too much in reference to their website. And the second thing they say is like, nope, I'm not even going to try. I can't, I hate writing about myself. It gives me the ick. I'm not doing it. So those are the two reasons they would reach out. For sure. I think it can feel, it can feel super awkward. Um, But tell us like, why 
is it so hard? Like, why is writing about ourselves or our own business or just like our offerings? Like, especially when we like, we love them enough to start our own business or to start a business or to work for a business. So why is it so hard to write about ourselves? There's actually a lot of reasons that I think it would be difficult. People put a lot of pressure on it and they feel annoying. Like they're nervous. They're going to sound too salesy or too cheesy or that they're not going to explain themselves right. Like that their message isn't going to come out the way that they intended it to, or they don't know what to say or what's relevant to their audience. That's a, I would say a most frequently like expressed objection to writing about themselves that I get often is that people are like, I know what I want to say. Like in my brain, I can picture what I probably should be saying. But then when I go to write it, it's just not coming out of my fingers. It's not happening for me. And people think that by writing about themselves or about their business, like anything that they've created, that other people are going to put it under the same microscope that we are and be like super critical and look at it and be like, that chick's annoying. Like she always talks about herself when in reality, they want to know more about you. Like you have these offerings and these things that you're trying to write about on purpose to help people. So you need to tell people about them. So it can feel uncomfortable to, to sell without being salesy, I think is a lot of where a lot of people struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like, for me, from a designer perspective, building our brand is absolutely the hardest brand to build. And I constantly see things where I'm like, oh my gosh, people are questioning that so much or like, this looks awful. Uh, but it's you yourself that Mm -hmm. is like so hard on yourself when it comes to stuff like that, because you're critiquing yourself every step of the way versus if you hire somebody to help you with that, then, you know, they're the ones that are obviously the masters in that field or have all the right tools, but I could redesign our brand every single day. If you allow me to objective. They can be objective and we can't like, I always scroll through my Instagram and I'm like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And anytime I tell anyone that they're like, what are you talking about? It looks fine. It's totally normal. And every brand and web designer that I've worked with, which I think by my latest count is like 21 of them. I don't know what I do to attract the brand and web designers that really need copy. I think it's because they understand the value of website Mm -hmm. copy, but every single one of them is like, I need to hire someone to do my brand and my website for me because I can't, even though that's literally their skill that they specialize in, it's still so hard to do it for yourself. Even me, I was writing a sales page for myself today and I sent it to a copywriter friend and was like, can you make sure this is good? (laughs) Because doing it for yourself is so hard. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're so invested. So what are some easy ways that we can make it just a little bit easier on ourselves? I think by taking that pressure off, if possible, I know that's a mindset thing. So you really have to have that conversation with yourself. Like, all right, I'm not annoying. I'm helping people. The people need to know I I need to make a living. And if I don't tell people about myself, like I'm going to be out on the street, (laughs) not really, but take the pressure off of it and tell yourself that nobody's analyzing it like you are. And so if you start it off with that more relaxed approach, you'll get a better result. But I also think another way that it can be easier is if you do some research about how to do it and you're not going in blind, thinking like starting from scratch or staring at the blank Google doc, trying to draft it if you have some ideas. Um, So I think an easy place to start would be think about what your past clients or customers have said about working with you or have said about you that you really liked and start there. Or think what does my ideal client or customer need to know about working with me? or what's something that I can find a common ground with um, to chat with them about, like think of that relevant information to share and sort of go from there instead of just like, hi, I'm Courtney, I'm a designer. And then like not knowing what to say after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, one of the things that we do 
a couple times a year, I'd say we probably need to do a new one soon, but a couple times a year, we always send out like an audience survey and then give them like a few hundred dollar gift card. Like not everyone, <laughs> we, Damn. you know, everyone who, <laughs> who submits gets entered into trying to win a few hundred dollar gift card to get some coffee or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then what we like, what we've used is like a guide for us. It's been like, what is their voice and their problems in their own words? Because yeah. we, especially from the, and I know a lot of people can probably relate to this too, is like, if you came from a corporate environment or like a regular nine to five job, the way you speak is so corporate-y and like, mm-hmm. and it's just ingrained in you and you don't even realize it and it doesn't feel natural. And it can be so easy to talk to your audience that way without even yeah. realizing it. That's I think so true. When you come from an agency, you're kind of trained a certain way to speak yeah. and talk and like write your copy or your emails mm-hmm. or whatnot. But when you're running your own business, you're the owner of that. So, you know, what does that look like? What does that shift look like from kind of having a script to making your own script essentially? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that something that is people often overlook is that your copy needs to actually sound like you because they will talk to you at some point. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to read your website. They're going to read your about page or they read your Instagram captions, or your emails, and maybe they decide to work with you. They get on a discovery call. If you sound drastically different than the things you've been writing, they're going to be like, who the hell is that? (laughs) Who is this person that I was just reading this content from? And why doesn't it match the voice that I'm now hearing one-on-one? So I always tell people to make sure that their copy is something that a, they would actually say out loud because that makes it sound more authentic or be something that your clients would actually say out loud. So making sure you're speaking in their voice often is intimidating to people, but it's easier than you'd think. Just talk to them, just Mm -hmm, talk to them on Instagram, see what they're saying. Yeah. Those are great tips. Yeah. I still, I still remember when we filled out the questionnaire for you (laughs) and you were reading through it and you were like, Oh, all the like, oh boy. And oh, yeah, like, passionate betcha. Heart, yeah. you betcha. Yeah. I think- Our Minnesotan coming out and you were like, that's something I can take and use. And you don't even think about your uniqueness in yeah. when you're like, just focusing on yourself. It can be really hard to like pull out those little qualities that could make you unique. Yeah. You specifically sent us a screenshot. We basically <laughs> almost answered the same thing. Exactly. We were like, oh, that's a good question. Or like, <laughs> You betcha, or I can't even remember, but there was some Minnesota reference. That's funny you bring that up because in, I'm in the middle of developing my own website copywriting course right now, and I'm using your website as an example. And I was literally just showing them where I said passionate as heck as one of your headlines. And I said, the reason why we chose to use this is because they love to work with their fellow Minnesota businesses or business owners. And they would say that out loud. That's literally what they said in their questionnaire. And I explain in the course, like I, my process is go through the questionnaire with the highlighter and take out what I can use that they literally said and put that on their site. I had a situation like that with a client a couple months ago who was having trouble explaining what she did in a concise way that people could understand because she offered so many different services that did fall under one umbrella, but it was like kind of confusing when she explained it all. So she explained it to me in just one sentence. And then I was later writing her tagline and struggling, like nothing is better than that one sentence that she just said, and which was like an interior designer for your digital space, because she basically does everything like digital. She'll do art direction, brand design, web design, all of that stuff. And the only way we could explain it is like, an interior designer for your digital space. And that ended up being her tagline. And she literally said it and she had no idea. Like she did not realize that she said that to me. I sent it to her and she was like, wow, this is so good. And I was like, you just said that. Like, that was your word. And I felt guilty. I was like, I should think of something better, but there wasn't because people often don't realize that stupid simple is the way to go in most all situations when it comes to writing copy. 
Oh, you know, we love that from an SEO perspective. Simple is your friend when it comes to copy. Yes, 100%. So we're going to talk all about like DIY, your DIY copy course, because I know everyone's going to want to hear about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if someone is DIYing their own copy, like throughout their whole business, so let's just think about all the copy you have to do, right? It can feel like a lot, like from your website to your email, to free resources, to captions for social media, like where should people be spending the bulk of their energy? Would you say? I think this is such a great question, especially if you're like, quote unquote, not a good writer, or you hate writing, or it's just something that feels like a necessary evil to you. Thinking about your goal is really important. So if your goal is to make money and book more one-on-one clients, website copy is what you need to focus on. If your goal is keeping your audience engaged, focus on emails, sending a regular newsletter, sending regular emails to them. If your goal is to grow your email list, focus on that lead magnet copy or focus on the opt-in copy that's going to make them download it. If, you're, if your goal is to grow your following, focus on your captions and what you're saying on your story. So you just have to ask yourself, what's the most important thing to you? And of course, maybe you're listening to this and thinking, well, okay, well, those are all important. What do you mean? Like I need all of those assets of my business. Think about what's the most important right now. So it doesn't have to be the only thing that you focus on. But if writing isn't your strong suit and you think that there's one element that's really important of your business, like if people love your emails, focus on being consistent with that. Or if you book a lot of people in the DM, then focus on your captions. But I'm obviously a bias. I'm going to say if I had to pick one, it's obviously website because you can use your website copy for a lot of other purposes. I oftentimes will write a draft and send it and then I'll see something that I wrote on the website copy draft show up in an email or show up as a caption or like be a common theme. So because it's the longest form content you'll probably ever write, it's really easy to repurpose. So I think starting there is a great idea. Yeah. That's I think how I'm a copywriter. Yeah. I just <laughs> copy and paste from our website because you did such a great job that I just copy should. and paste. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, Abby, can you finesse this for social, please? <laughs> yeah. And people don't notice. I mean, or if even better, people will see the same themes continued. So that's actually a great idea to repurpose your web copy. If they see that in your Instagram caption and that's what made them click, then they see a similar thing on your site and then more context about it. That's actually going to improve they're buying a decision. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Not everything needs to be 100% unique. You just need to think about like who you're serving in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can even make up all of that much unique Mm -hmm. content, especially because your goal is to sell your services. You can't just talk about something new every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. I think from our perspective, even, I mean, everyone might have a little bit different, like you said, different goal in the moment. Like ideally all of us need to do all of those things. Those are all things on our plate. However, each quarter, you should focus on one, like try to break it down into bite-sized nuggets so that you can prioritize where you're spending your time because doing it all at once just isn't going to happen. But for us, I know website was definitely a priority. And then from there, we knew after that it was to grow our email list. So we needed to focus on our email welcome sequence and we needed to focus on bringing people in that way. And from there, it spiraled into the newsletter. So it's like we did things piece by piece. They all were important, but we prioritized website first, which as SEO experts that brought in, not only the people landing on our page helped them lead to conversion, but from there, like it helped us be more findable. Like it helped, it helped you get discovered easier in other ways that you weren't depending um, on social media to do for you. So, yeah, that's what good website copy does because if you're SEO optimized and your website copy is written for conversion, I don't want to be one of those people that talks about passive income because nothing about that is passive. And I like have a vendetta against the passive income influencers, 
but it is social media. If you're relying on that, like I said, if you're that type of person that books in the DM, maybe ask yourself if website would be more efficient because you're spending so much time. Social media is such a big time suck sometimes. And your website has all the necessary information that need that you need to be sharing. So if you don't post like me, if I forgot to post on social for like three weeks, I would be fine because people are finding my blogs on Pinterest. They're finding my website on Google. They're being directed to my website from other places on the internet that other you know sites link back to me because of my valuable content so i'm not nervous and like only worried about instagram what if instagram gets hacked what if i never hop on the tiktok train i don't know so i don't want to be relying on social and that's why i think website company is so important agreed yeah absolutely so how can people actually see results in their copy? I think this is like a really big, important question um, because visualizing that importance and translating it into something tangible can be really hard for people. Mm -hmm. So how should we imagine what success looks like for a well-written piece of content? So to put it simply, it's if they take your desired action. So the goal of all copy is to get them to keep reading the line after it. The goal of your headline is to get them to read the subheading and then the section after that and the section after that. So if we're talking about a website, if we're going along with that goal, keep reading the line after the line after, and then eventually you'll get to that call to action, whatever it is, and then you'll know if you were successful if they take that action. So in theory, if it works, they're gonna keep reading everything, take your action, then you'll know if you had success or not. So for example, if you get inquiries from your website, you know your website copy works. If you get like a ton of downloads from your opt-in copy, you know your lead magnet opt-in copy worked. If you get a lot of people clicking the link in your bio after that one caption that you wrote and spent a lot of time on, you know that that was worth your time. So if they take the desired action, that's how you know you're successful. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Especially when it comes to website copy, we're going to have a podcast episode coming up all about um, basically what to measure in your analytics and engagement rate Ooh. being a huge piece of that and understanding that like your engagement rate, the longer someone is engaged on your website, the better your content is. So yeah. And it's just a good compliment. I had somebody email me the other day, like cold email me, found my email on my site. I have like one little tiny place on my contact form where my business email is there just in case people need to, I don't know, get in touch with me about something that isn't an inquiry to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And this man said he spent 45 minutes on my website. Like wow. that's, that's unheard of. I don't know. That's you impressive. can talk about in the analytics episode, what the normal amount of time is, but it's not that it is like <laughs> three minutes. I think it's nothing. Mm -hmm. to, he was like, I read every single blog post. And I was like, sir, what a flattering email, but why? Like if we didn't, he didn't hire me. Like, I don't know. He just was really interested in my content. Um, but anyways, I think that's such an important point and I'm looking forward to that episode because that's another way that's not as easy to measure. Of course, you can look at your analytics, but like if you're measuring results, engagement time is something to consider because you might not know when that person's down to come back. Like maybe that person doesn't have the thousands of dollars to work with you right now, but maybe they will later. So mm -hmm. I don't want people to get discouraged if they don't, if somebody clicks on your site and doesn't take the action, maybe they're just thinking mm -hmm. about it. And then in six months from now, they'll take your action then. Yep. For sure. Well, that's one of the things that I love, like as even what you've done throughout our copy is like, even if you're not ready now, you've given people other ways to stay engaged and that's through your email or that's through your social, like you're not losing them at your website. If they go away, you have opportunities to capture them um, somewhere else, mm -hmm. which is super yeah. important. Well, I'm mentally bookmarking that right now. I like <laughs> didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> 
<laughs> obviously I am from a strategy standpoint, but because after writing so many websites, I just in like on autopilot of things mm-hmm. I know I need to do. So sometimes I don't even remember like what the purpose is. I'm like, okay, I got to put this, 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 and that, because I know my checklist and I know what works. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously I modify it for every single client because everyone's goals are different, but that's so true. If you are opting to put like a lead magnet opt-in or you're putting featured blog posts or your resources page, all of those are ways that people can continue to stay in contact with you until they're ready to buy. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Cause the pe- not everyone that finds you is going to be ready. So yeah, no, that's super important. Love that. Okay. shopping, Right. Okay. So tell us action steps. How can people who are listening right now, what are some things that they can do today or maybe this week to help better align their copy with this vision? Okay. If you're listening today on the day that this episode comes out, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is Monday, April 11th. Yeah. Correct. All right. Then you have one day to sign up for my email list before the official announcement of my upcoming website copywriting course btl's site series comes out tomorrow april 12th um it is a website copywriting course that teaches you exactly what to write on your site how to do it i am a very learn by example type of person so i'm walking you through not only what to do and how to do it but also real life sites and showing you how you can take my exact strategies that I charge my clients anywhere from $4,500 to $7,000 for um, and replicate those strategies on your own website. So you'll learn how to write your own website copy, but because website copy alone is not enough. Like if nobody ever sees this amazing website copy, it's not going to work. I'm also teaching secondary lessons on SEO, blogging, and email marketing. And then we're ending out the course with some launch advice to help you maximize your website copy traffic when you launch. So that's the overview. You can learn more if you go to betweenthelinescopy.com slash course. All the details will be there as well as on my Instagram at btlcopy. And I'm sure Abby and Courtney will be kind enough to put a link for you to the course sales page and to all the other things, the link to sign up to my list there as well. So the cart will be open for the course from April 12th to April 20th. And after that, you won't be able to get in again until um, October at the earliest. And it definitely won't be available for this price anymore. The amount of times that I showed someone before. So right now we're obviously a little bit before the course launch and I'm in the process of finalizing the sales page for it. And I'm showing people and they're telling me, what the hell are you doing? Only selling it for $9.97. You're actually stupid. So next time we will be raising the price, but I wanted to essentially offer a little treat for the people that choose to be the pilot students of site series, because I'm excited. So I wanted to give a little discount to kick things off. Yeah. As business owners that have invested in all of your services from (laughs) from the website copy to the (laughs) VIP day, we've invested in it all. And obviously you've all, you've like put it all in here. Like it's so it's going to be great. So if you want to see what I can do, go to duocollective.com. I was just telling you that right before we started. I know, literally read the whole site, read, sign up for their email list, read their weekly newsletter, get their welcome sequence, listen to their podcast intro. I sign up for their group coaching program, it's sign up for their back. SEO for beginners. I'm every word that they have, your girl wrote it. No, but I think that I was just telling Abby and Courtney before we started recording that um, it's really important to put effort into your education. So if you're interested in doing that, you know where to find me. Absolutely. It's a steal of a deal to write a well-optimized, well-written website on your own. I think even the one point that you said at the very beginning of this episode about 
filling out your own questionnaire and pulling out those nuggets that capture Mm -hmm. your attention, like that in and of itself is the very beginning of your whole course. And it's like, that is super valuable. And that is in the course as well. The questions that I ask my own clients are in the course and you get access to them. If you sign up to become a site series student, and I am very excited. Also, are you remissing a key part of this course? somebody's involved. Yes, we are. You will see us inside talking all about SEO keywords and all the good stuff, where to put them in your website. You know, Sarah's going to hit on a lot of the SEO stuff because she was inside our coaching course. So she's, she knows everything you need to know about copywriting and SEO. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's going to be awesome, but we will be in there so you can listen to us talk about SEO as well. Mm-hmm. And Abby gave you a great overview of Google tools that you also have mm-hmm. as a little added yes. bonus. Yes, yes. Analytics, that engagement rate, right? We we want to yeah. find that out. <laughs> All right. Yay. Thanks well, so much for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. We will put everything inside the show notes. And yeah, we're so excited to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. If you'd like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, go ahead and leave us a review and you'll be entered for a chance to win a box of Duo's favorite things. At the end of every month, we'll be doing a drawing and the winner will receive a box of goodies. So see you next week.